0: Talking Backwards is an independently produced program. If you would like to help support us and join our community of patrons, you can do so through our Patreon page at patreon.com talkingbackwards talking backwards. There you can find ways to not only help us grow the show, but also get access to exclusive merch, live streams, behind the scenes content, and even early access to upcoming episodes. That's patreon.com talkingbackwards talking backwards. We hope to see you in the future or is it past.
1: The longest field goal ever attempted is 76 yards. The longest field goal ever missed? Also, 76 yards. Why bring this up? Because knowing your limits matters, both when you're kicking a field goal and when you gamble. Betting more than you're comfortable with is like trying a 70 yard field goal. It probably won't go well. So set a limit when you gamble
0: and stick to it. Want more helpful tips like this? Go to keepitfunohio.com for games, quizzes, and lots of ways to keep your gambling from getting out of hand. Hey, everybody, this is Dave from Talking Backwards. This episode is our Season 1 Recap. We're going to go over some of our favorite moments, some memorable character quotes, and just give our general overall feelings about the season. Once again, just want to thank all of our listeners that have checked us out so far. We're really excited to be doing this. We hope you're enjoying it. And going into season two, we hope to make the show even better. So thank you all once again. Uh, We hope you love the recap. We hope some of our favorite moments are some of yours as well. Also hope everyone has a great holiday season. We won't see you again for season two until January. Not much else to say about it. Thank you, and enjoy this episode of Talking Backwards. Welcome back to Talking Backwards. I am Dave Jackson, and I am joined once again by Patrick Mahan.
1: Hey, everybody.
0: And Tyler Mullins.
2: I have questions.
0: And we are going to talk about those. We have seen season one, and we are here to gather our thoughts, pour back through a little bit of this, and just try to make sense of what just happened to us. So I had seen Twin Peaks before. Patrick has pretty recently been watching and uh, I've been constantly all, watching him for outs. two years yeah he's he's deep in it <laughs> and uh this has been Tyler's first go around yeah. this was his very first experience with. Uh, not only Twin Peaks, but uh, have you seen anything, David Lynch at all, before this?
2: Um,
0: Dune. Any Blue Velvet or Dune, was, was or Dune? Yeah, Dune. Dune?
2: Yeah. And I've played the Dune board game. Whoa! I haven't even played that.
0: Have you played Dune 2 for PC? It's a real-time strategy game that is the canonical sequel to the movie Dune.
3: I
2: have
0: not. <laughs> I'm not surprised. <laughs> it was, <laughs> okay. It was for like PC and something like 95.
2: Was it Windows 95? Yeah. That's awesome. I bet it was killer. I mean, it was probably okay. No, I bet I it was awesome. You're probably right. I, I bet it was a perfect
0: 10. Yeah, it was fire for sure. <laughs> so, uh, going back and just kind of watching through again without taking these breaks and you know, stopping to do an episode without the uh, pacing issues of watching, talking about it, subsequently editing an episode for six to eight hours for the podcast we're doing the flow of this show is a lot more drastically changing in tone than I first thought. So one from episode one to the finale, it has gone all over the place. And we are so far removed from what it began as for me.
1: Yeah. Well, the episode, I don't know if everybody feels the same way. Yeah, I know for sure. I mean, you got to realize, too, that, like, you know, the pilot is it takes place literally as this, you know, high school girl passed away so literally the hour and a half spent in the pilot is just filled with sadness and dread yeah you go from that as if you know that's you know the day it happened and then what did we say the finale took place a week later <laughs>
0: a week later yeah yeah so i mean you still, still don't buy it
1: i know there's still a bit of you know there's still a bit of sadness but you know as the show has gone along you've gotten the quirkiness the the drama and just everything that Um, makes these characters uh, the more you get to know them Um, but you're right it's a complete it's it's a completely and it's it's not a completely different show it's clearly not but there's a completely different change in tone from the pilot to the finale of season one
2: my questions mostly stem from the pilot (laughs) (laughs) from going back to watch the pilot? Yes. My biggest thing really, and I may have just forgotten because I didn't get to finish my binge. Um, I only got through episode five. Um, But the whole thing with finding the R under her fingernail and then him being on this trail of like, obviously some case he's been working on for a long time. What the fuck is that?
0: (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, it really encapsulates after the pilot, you get all these little breadcrumbs yeah. that make you have all these questions that you want the answers to. And then a lot of it just doesn't come up again.
1: It doesn't. I don't know. And I don't even know if I, there's different ways you can look at it. I don't even know if I'd attribute it to the character of Dale Cooper, just not bringing up every detail of the case or, or maybe it doesn't have a need to come up again. I will say it comes up.
2: Uh, I feel like it, it again. should have been very <laughs> but, present throughout uh, the first season. Cause it was this, Obviously, the same killer that he's been dealing with
1: from one other killer yeah. from one other okay,
2: well, yeah, but still other, i mean but
1: yes, yeah um,
0: but yeah he he is here because well he he's here because run out Pulaski cross state lines, right, and, but he is so dug in because this relates to another case that he worked that was the exact same m o yeah and i've I really took that as that's going to be the overarching plot is this. Grand scheme, this like person that's going around and maybe you find out more about what they've done in other places and how that all ties back together, maybe into one big lump in the town, but it's just kind of like, it, yeah, this guy drops is around. and then, yeah, you just kind of drop it.
2: I mean, I feel like he would have so much more intel for this case, which he he does because when he finds it under her fingernail, he's like, "Dan, I knew we'd see this again." Um, and it fits the same mo as the the other murder, but then I feel like all of that he would have more knowledge about what was going on, which he does in that pilot episode. But it just kind of tapers off, and then he relies more on his dreams. Mm-hmm. I don't know; it just seemed,
0: yeah, it, it he really stops going off the evidence and just relies on these like spiritual tellings, yeah, like these just kind of phantom trails that he takes as being really significant. And it switches from being a hard evidence case to one very much guided by intuition and superstition, yeah and it's it's just not it's not a it doesn't feel like a crime investigation it feels like somebody taking guesses that turn out to be right
2: yes, that's a good description of what's happening
0: yeah yeah the the pilot's just it's it's iconic, like there's nothing else like it, yeah. I was going to say and one other thing
1: too. You can't even attribute those differences to the writers either because Mark Frost and David Lynch wrote the first three episodes. So,
3: yeah. <laughs> it's, uh, yeah. It's, it just, it, it you can't blame it, it on the kind writing.
0: Of, I, I don't even, I don't even want to say it derails, but it definitely tangents and doesn't come back at one point. Yeah. But
2: well said. Yeah. <laughs> and the, and I didn't like I didn't have a problem with it, of course, until I went back and watched it. Because I of course it was like two months ago that I first watched it. And once I got past, I guess after everything with Albert, like I Rosenfield? completely forgot. Yes. <laughs> um R-O-S-E-N-F-I-E-L-D. After after that, what is that, episode three? Or uh, I believe Rest three in is pain right. or something. Mm-hmm. Rest um, pain, yeah. yeah, I was like But after that, like, I was so into the show for other reasons and not the initial draw of this bigger case. Not just Laura Palmer, but, like, this one. I think that I think that was the point, too,
1: was to have kind of like I said, with what David Lynch said was that that was always going to be sort of the golden goose that would just lay all these eggs, you know, of these other. Uh, yeah stories to tell on the town to make you want to see more of it while the ongoing investigation is still obviously a main drive and plot of the show and i
0: i get that and that does that does track like that works in that it makes me want to kind of get to know about the rest of the town but so much so that the central point of everything kind of got lost at a couple times for me like i honestly forgot in a couple of episodes that we're looking for who killed Laura Palmer. (laughs) Right. Like we put a lot of energy into the sawmill and that whole arc. We don't know what's going on with Andy and Lucy. I'm really interested in that. Yeah. Like just these things that like, I, I do care about these characters now and I am invested in what's going on, but it so seldom comes back around to we're making progress on the investigation until all of a sudden we're making a lot of progress on the investigation. And then everything else gets brushed to the side. Yeah. So it's just, it's an awkward balance for the whole season. It's true.
2: And by the end of the first season, I was, well, halfway, halfway through the final episode, I was completely satisfied with everything that was going on so far, but it was when I went back and watched the pilot and I was like, what the hell happened? (laughs) Right. Like, this is so. It's just because all these other things are
1: happening. It's because all these other things keep happening to. Yeah. Layer on, especially all the stuff that happens in the finale is just a million things.
2: Yeah, and um, them, and I'm sure them,
1: like a lot of that too. Though to be, I mean, that a lot of that's to set up season two things,
2: right? And I think, well, I think, and part of it or m- most of it really is them shooting that pilot as a movie with that alternate ending. Yeah, because they didn't know.
3: Mm-hmm.
2: So yeah. I, I don't, I haven't seen the alternate ending, so I don't know.
3: Like yeah, I think we should some of that stuff is resolved. That.
2: I think, I mean, it's not. It's it's
1: it is, but it's not. You need to. I think you need to see everything at least up to the, the killer reveal episode before you watch the international pilot ending. Yeah, uh, it didn't air. It didn't air in the states like that. It only aired overseas. Like right. That. Um. I. It's not. Gr- it's not great. I don't think. I don't really like it.
3: Do we get <laughs> so, an answer to the R?
1: It comes up again because. It comes up with the Teresa Bank stuff, but it's, it's just a, the killer's calling guard.
2: But it wasn't an R the first time. It's just the little. It was a different letter. Yeah, the little piece of paper is
0: <laughs> was a
2: different letter. Yeah,
0: because yeah, he says uh, another piece of paper under the fingernail, Diane. This time the letter R. But yeah. we don't know what the we don't know what the first letter is yet. Right.
3: Yeah.
0: He says this time it's letter R. So we know that before it
2: was. something I bet else. it was an R. I bet two it's... R's.
3: Like a the double, double R. R? <laughs> yeah, I think I
2: think it's Hank or what's her fate? Norma is that? Mm-hmm.
0: Yeah, Norma. Norma, yeah. yeah, yeah.
2: But where was where was that first murder? Because it was in, he said it was in a different state. Was it in like Oregon?
0: Did they just say another state, or did
2: Something they actually name the state? Down south or no? It was in. Uh, I could be making in, that up.
1: It's in it's in Washington, but it is a different part of the state.
2: Okay, maybe that's what it was. Just a different city. Oh, just a different city? Okay. Was it Lewis Fork or whatever? <laughs> Wherever he was driving in from on Highway <laughs> Two. Where he had good pie. Good pie. Damn good pie. Diane, if you ever get up this way. Stop in for a piece of that pie. And that brings me that really brings me to my next question. Um, who the hell is Diane?
0: <laughs> so we're you're gonna hear a lot more about Diane. And in that I mean He's just going to talk to her more. But do not expect any answers anytime soon.
2: I, I'm done expecting stuff.
0: Or
1: maybe it's Hawk's girlfriend.
2: The Han Shapiro. Can we talk about all the doubles
0: in season one? It's so thick with things that can reference or maybe have nothing to do with other things. And maybe it's just red herrings or just this running theme. <laughs> Or coincidences, mm-hmm. or maybe, maybe legitimately they just got the idea for a name of something two times and just didn't think to double check when they were writing the thing. I don't know. I think it's, but I think
1: it's on purpose for sure.
0: It, yeah, it has to be. It just has to be one of those things that's to prod at you the whole time. But so we have Diane Shapiro and Diane on the tapes. Yeah. Yeah. We're going to miss, we have, we're, I mean, we're starting this, but we're going to miss some. One-eyed Jax and yeah. Nadine has one eye. Yep. Perfect. That's the best one. That, yeah, that was great.
1: <laughs> Did we have um, another one in relation to Jack at all or no? I guess not. I didn't. Jacques. Okay. It was just, oh, Jacques. Jacques I, think I said that. I said one-eyed Jacques. <laughs> That's right. I knew there was yeah, something. Like,
0: and just now talking about it, the R under the fingernail and the double R diner. Mm-hmm. Yeah. As in that, you know, that being similar to another case. Yeah. yeah. Could be a direct reference to that. Mike and Bob and Mike and Bobby, <laughs> yep. <laughs> just a shameless
2: double naming. Where's yeah, Mike? especially with them being Straight best friends up. too. Yeah, Again. for like two episodes, right?
1: Because they need Because yeah, you'd really <laughs> think that Mike would have been there when Bobby was stashing the drugs and James' bike or something. He'd be helping him. Yeah, um, but maybe he was out there looking for Donna, which he should have just been with her because he was. With,
3: I bet that guy in the know. woods killed Donna.
0: him. Donna. Yeah. Um. I thought it was weird, uh and this is a small one and this is just kind of silly. It may not even be kind of in the same vein, but when Jacoby first meets Agent Cooper and he pulls his earplug out and goes, Gary Cooper?
3: <laughs> <laughs> yeah.
0: Agent Cooper.
3: Nice. Yeah.
2: One of those just
0: a bunch of stuff like that. There's so many.
2: I think Mike and Bobby are the is the best one.
1: That one's huge. That one is huge. It was funny too, because Tyler, you didn't even notice it right away.
2: I didn't.
0: I I I actually especially like that one because uh after Cooper has the dream where we find out that the, uh, the gray-haired man's name is Bob, then it got me thinking about when uh, James had been talking to Laura and was telling Donna that story. Mm-hmm. It says She says that Bobby may have killed somebody. I was like, did Bobby kill somebody or right. did Bob kill somebody? And she knows about it.
1: That may or, like, I, All I will say is that may or may not come up again. Wait and see the mayor. Tyler, do you think the mayor is going to show up again in this series
2: or... The old man? thing on?
3: Yeah.
2: <laughs> okay. Um, not a chance. <laughs> no. He probably died in that same week. Wow. Oh, wow. <laughs> After the scene was shot.
0: Yeah, he had just a few minutes to roll. And- he
2: used his last breaths. They
0: got one take.
2: <laughs> <laughs> he used <laughs> his last <laughs> breath to give us the golden goose. Is this thing god? dies off screen. That's what the
3: that's what the subtitle that's what the says. Caption says. <laughs>
2: <laughs> Poor Mayor Milford. Yes. Poor oh, Mayor it's Milford. It's like that uh the finale the, the caption says body body falls on floor. Yeah.
1: <laughs> yeah. that was great. So I read uh somewhere too I read I don't know what the other endings were but I read just just as Cooper was shot three times they shot three different endings for that season finale to throw people off the scent. Kind of like a Game of Thrones type thing where they, yeah, they shot. Three oh, they were just shooting uh, scenes. Yeah, they shot. Three That's
2: a little different.
1: <laughs> no, I mean they shot three different endings.
2: Right. Just like they shot three different endings to Game of Thrones. <laughs> yeah.
0: That's another double. I
2: want to see another, another double. That's a triple.
0: I have loved watching these episodes with the captions on. Yeah. Because it really made me question some of the lines, like the hoping the herring holds out.
3: It right. yeah. prompted
0: me to look into the affluence of herring in Nordic culture, <laughs> or, or it was an Iceland, Iceland that time. Yeah, like It was cheese for Norway, yeah. and then herring for Iceland. I want to talk
1: about a few of the characters, if, if not all of them. I know there's a lot yeah. of them, but I would like to just bring up a few. Um, uh, there was something that I read that was interesting about Leland. Actually, two things. So Ray Wise, when he auditioned for this show, he auditioned for Sheriff Truman. I don't know if you can picture that. <laughs>
2: No, he no. should have known better. Um, also, no. uh, know yourself as an actor.
1: Right, the scene where he was dancing with the framed picture of Laura. Yeah, um, yeah. He legit cut his
2: hand. That was not. That
1: didn't, I don't know if it, I'm pretty sure that wasn't supposed to happen.
2: So he's like um, in, insane it. psycho where he rubs the blood over the picture. I mean, probably they just, like. I mean, I'd say i say go he improv that.
3: I would think, That's, but freaky yeah that's the mark of a strong actor yeah you commit commit to the role anybody
1: have anything else to add about ray wise or leland
3: um
2: i sorry go ahead don he sucks (laughs) in the pilot when he finds out laura's dead i sympathize with him maybe for two episodes after that like i i I get that it's only a week which i still disagree with but Man up, (laughs) you know, Uh, you've got this other girl living with you who looks just like her. Be pals with her. I don't think it's about being pals with somebody. I think
0: it's about the murder of your daughter (laughs) affecting you on a deep and psychological level. I don't think he misses his pal so much.
2: Oh, you're so right. But like still
0: a, a buddy of mine moved to Colorado and yeah, I miss him, but it's not like having my daughter murdered. <laughs> and granted that hasn't happened to me, but I feel like it has to be a stark at, contrast. At
2: least a little close to that. All right. <laughs> so no, I, I,
0: I, I don't completely disagree with you. So I, I definitely like had a lot of feels watching Ray wise be this character for the pilot and uh, two of the subsequent episodes. But it did get to where I was like, man, this guy is obviously off the rails. Nobody is actively trying to help him. They're right. just waiting for him to come into the room and then treat him like a leper.
2: And his wife first, like first resents him for some reason? I and- don't think it's...
0: I, it doesn't seem like resentment. It seems like she just doesn't know how to be either, but she's so affected by him being how he is because she just screams into her hands when he throws the picture after the dance
3: yeah. sequence. And,
2: and she the- just the whole thing with um, him being shitty to Sarah when she's talking to the cops, he's like, oh, she's had two visions. Yeah, like, that was like, "What? come on, dude. Whose side are you on?
0: You look like you haven't showered in a week. You've been acting crazy. You have no room to talk
2: right now. He's He's been working tirelessly on this new dance move, and he just hasn't found it yet. <laughs> the Leland is a week away from completion. <laughs> I just need that I'm one I'm on a serious last, time crunch. need that last spice to really make it pop. I have... You put your hands on your head, but then what?
3: But then what? <laughs> I'm
2: stuck in hands on head. <laughs> Somebody give
0: me a sign. Give me a reason. Oh. Leland! Leland. <laughs> I love it. I love when Catherine just rolls with it. And yeah. <laughs> tries to make it part of the dance. Yeah, Put your hands up like wings. That's probably the best.
2: Heppa loves it. <laughs> Heppa lo- loves it. Yeah, I do. I do think that's probably Catherine Martell's best moment. It's Cause she had
0: already
1: been drinking. Yeah. After uh, about five he told seconds, her not to.
0: <laughs> yeah. I bet you take it easy on the sauce tonight, Catherine. <laughs> <laughs> Instantly downs one. Oh man. I think that wraps up Leland. Who's next on the list?
1: I want to talk about Audrey. <laughs>
0: Tyler. About
1: Audrey. Tyler, early in the <laughs> in our episodes of talking backwards, uh, had a great moment where he said, "I don't have the exact quote, but he was just like, he's like, but yeah, she's no, she's diabolical. I, I think I hate her." This second or third episode of our show, she grew to be a favorite, if not the favorite. I think she's the favorite. The favorite. She's number one.
2: Yeah.
0: Tell us about that. <laughs> <laughs>
2: Expand on that. Expand on that. Um, so she sells herself at the beginning of the show that she's kind of a loner in that she's obviously like the only super rich girl at her school. So she's entitled and bitchy. Um, and then she kind of is manipulative throughout the first season. And then by the end, she's just awesome because she's like living in all of those poor qualities of herself. Right. And I love it. Yeah. She doesn't That's get true. better as a person. I just appreciate her more.
3: Yeah, in,
0: in a couple of ways, she's doing the cop's job for them in diving headlong into these leads that she found. Yeah. yeah. So yeah, and I, I agree. So the first time you see her, all you get is her walking to a car. But I, I picked up the ne- in the next watch that you very clearly see the kind of shoes she has on as she gets into the car. Right. Yeah. She changes out of those shoes into i guess she changes into like red heels yeah from like flats and starts to smoke in her locker so it's like okay she puts on a persona at home but then at school she wants to be seen as the bad girl right and then yeah she's manipulative she's strange in her motivations you get her back to the great northern That her father owns. And she's just like this bratty little kid who needs something to do with her hands. Right. And so I didn't know how to feel about her. I was like, who is this person? What is her drive? But then, yeah, as the show goes on, she starts to lean into the qualities that made her so hard to figure out. But she uses those qualities to achieve a good goal. Yeah. It was like she just didn't have anything to believe in before. Right. Like, we've all sat at a dentist's office because our parents had an appointment and didn't want to be there.
2: Right. And I like that kind of halfway through the season, she, like, is wanting to help out with Laura's case, like, talking to Donna about it. But then I don't think they ever talk again, do they?
0: I don't I don't think they do in the season, at least.
2: No. Um. But then I feel like towards the end of it, she's not really... I don't really know what her motive is. Like, she she doesn't seem like she's really trying to help with The case anymore? She's just kind of—I don't know. I think she's just trying to get closer to Cooper.
0: Yeah, this is her in. Because how else do you catch the eye of an FBI agent other than crack his case? That's right.
3: Yeah, for him, nothing like
0: right for him going after
2: somebody's pride. Nothing like having your job done for you. High school girl who has a crush on you, and who apparently he has a crush on too. It's not about what I want. That's what he says, which tells me. He wants it. He wants it. I will tell you this, and I don't want to shatter your dreams, Tyler. I but don't want you to talk anymore if it's going to hurt <laughs> my opinion of Audrey.
1: Sherilyn Finn cannot actually tie a cherry stem in her mouth.
2: However. Just another thing we have in common.
1: However, <laughs> one cast member can, as I believe she did it when the cast was on Donahue back in the day. Is uh, Madgenamec can do it. She did it on the show.
2: Kayla Johnson. Ooh. How do we feel about Shelly? I love Shelly. D- does anybody have anything else to say about Audrey and how awesome she is? I don't.
1: If I can tell you how awesome Shelly is.
2: I don't know how she I works, feel about Shelly. Works at a...
1: She's just, she's uh... Just, just a girl who falls in love with bad boys. Bad boys, what you gonna do? Fall in love with bad boys.
0: Shelley is yeah. the most uninvolved character in the entire show like things she does or yeah that's proper grammar right the things she does don't matter right (laughs) like if you really think about it like she even shot leo but he just popped a health pack and came right back from that man what a he's fine what a letdown that was i thought for sure he was dead maybe leo is invincible Mm -hmm. That that's a conversation for another time. But she she even had this plot to frame Leo, but it wasn't her plot; it was Bobby's. Yeah, he just played her into it. Right. He said she didn't need to know what the steps were. So she's just this kind of non-character, and also sucks. Like she's at the diner making fun of Leland, having a fit at his daughter's funeral to two strangers. That's, that's her, true. That might have been that actually
1: might have been the most like. Yeah that might have been like the most out of character thing for Shelly because I feel like that just doesn't fit in. Yeah she just she doesn't
0: seem like the type to be that. What I have to attribute it to is that she is a high school dropout so she never really got that like gossip circle kind of outlet so maybe stunted her maturity a little bit. Not being around peers and marrying immediately into a union with Leo. Maybe just kind of stifled some of her high school experience so maybe two old men at her counter are the most immature interactions she can have just because she's still a kid really yeah they just yep. didn't have that social exposure to grow up how old is she sure I, I think she's 18 right 18 or 19
2: yeah, probably yeah. Yeah.
0: i think she, i think she's 18
2: oh
0: so they're all
1: the same age like her and bobby same age yeah they're yeah all... she just dropped out in 11th
3: grade Mm-hmm. Oh.
0: So I, I yeah I guess all the the high schoolers are all seniors right in season one except for Dunk Jangle he had except a half Dunk Jangle he's <laughs> he's got a ways to go yeah
2: well okay now if she got married to Bo- or to Leo then she wasn't really having any any interactions with anybody even though she still see, sees people on the a regular basis semi regular basis at the diner mm-hmm. and it's that's weird to me that they're the same age um. I'm
0: interested in how that happened. Yeah. Like how she ended up linked up with Leo. How old is Leo? Do we get that? Do we get that information?
1: I mean, I don't know if we get it, but I can I'm sure I can tell you. Tell me. Shelly Johnson was born May thirtieth, nineteen sixty nine. Nice, nice. name Shelley Macaulay. Leo Johnson was born oh, we don't get an exact year.
3: knows birthday
1: is April Was he
2: he born in the Red Room?
1: Sure.
0: Hey, no, that's a fan theory. That's a new one.
1: (laughs) I don't know. All it says is 60, so, I mean, he can't be more than 10 years older than Shelly.
0: Okay, that's fine. Yeah, it's still weird. (laughs) It is is still weird. Like, how did she get roped up in that relationship? That's just clearly bad, but she acts like she does want to be good for him, but I can't figure out why.
2: I assume she's just been working at the diner even while she was in school. Mm Mm-hmm. Yeah, that that makes sense to me. Yeah. That, that's the only way I could figure out that she would know Leo outside of Flesh World.
0: <laughs> Between submissions to Flesh World and cups of coffee, somewhere in there, you ran across a young Shelley Macaulay. Yes.
3: <laughs> Let's
0: talk about James. James Hurley. How cool. On a scale of cool. on a scale of zero to ten foreheads, how cool do you think <laughs> James Hurley is?
2: 10
1: foreheads. Zero foreheads. Sure. 10 foreheads? <laughs> no,
2: he's 10 foreheads. It goes straight hairline to eyebrows. They're all one. No
0: foreheads for James. I think I would give James Hurley three and a half foreheads. Okay. And he gets a few for me because I can't justify it. Zero foreheads. I, I, I couldn't come up with Welcome. anything at all.
2: You have arrived.
0: <laughs> Can I sit at your table? Can yes. I come over to your Yeah, awesome. I did. You try the pigs in a blanket. They're amazing. I
2: did have a, a line from James that I really loved just because I interpreted it differently than he meant. <laughs> yeah. Let's hear. Um, it's in the first episode and it's when he pulls up to Big Ed's um, on his motorcycle and when he <laughs> says Laura is the one. Yeah. Well, that's, that's not the line, but I p- caught that and I was like, eh, you moved on pretty quick.
0: Yeah, kind of overnight.
2: Um, but Big Ed says, cup of coffee? And James like looks. Then he turns and looks up at Ed. He says, can't do it. <laughs>
3: <laughs> I just can't.
1: Just like when he couldn't go to the funeral.
0: Can't do it. Can't do
1: it. Just can't.
0: Like Ed, I've had two pots to
1: myself already <laughs> today. days.
0: Another one might kill me. Uh-huh. Laura died. Broke my favorite pencil. A got a long I way to ride before sunset. Can't
2: do it. He gets like a a tenth of a forehead for that.
0: <laughs> yeah, Big Ed Hurley. He's a prince. Well, it's Fred. friends of prince, Fred's a prince, to be a fair. Prince.
1: Oh, I'm sorry, you're right. But so is Big Ed. And look at how he treated you know Nadine there in the end.
0: I I I I said it before, but Big I really Ed's got think, a big heart. Mm-hmm. I think Ed is my favorite non Cooper character just
2: because why don't you list all your favorite Cooper characters? <laughs> it's, I can't.
0: Uh, <laughs> <laughs> no, that's a real thing. That will, that will become a thing. Whoa! Uh, come on, come on! What are you doing? I'm not doing anything. Don't don't toy We're, with the boy. You each We're get talking one, about and you both Big used Ed. <laughs> <laughs> We're talking about Big Ed. Uh, I think Big Ed is one of my favorite characters. Just because he seems like the most normal guy. And he's not malicious. He's he's just a good old boy. He's just malicious. He wears flannels rolled halfway up his arms, and he will for a while. Zero to ten flannels. Ed gets a 9.5. Right. Just because he does slip up I'm every now and then up. because he's human.
1: He's bad at gambling. I'm, him a, I'm giving him a 9.6.
0: 9.6 flannels? Yeah.
1: I give him I like that. I give him 7.
0: 7 flannel?
1: 9.7 or just 7? Just <laughs> 7.
3: Maybe 8 oh, okay. if the
1: sleeves are rolled down. <laughs> he's also a bookhouse boy, let's not forget. Yeah, he's Which means good enough to be in the bookhouse boys. <laughs> what are you talking about? Joey uh, <laughs> Joey Paulson. Paulson <laughs> is a bookhouse
2: boy. Oh, is that the the one that takes Donna to meet James? Yeah, yeah. Do we see him again? Don't tell me. That's a question for you. Will we see Joey Paulson again? For me? Yeah, for you, Tyler. No. Because you're the only one here who hasn't seen this whole series. No, I'm pretty sure Leo Johnson ran him off the road after he dropped (laughs) Donna off.
1: Oh, man, I just had one. I had another one. Someone else we were just talking about that hasn't been in this much. Oh, Mike. You think we'll see Mike again?
0: Yes. In what context? So no, no. So you said
1: no to Joey Paulson and no to the mayor. Yeah. I
2: mean, we'll check back on this. Yeah, we we've, you can't have you can't give somebody the line of Donna and not have them back later in the show.
3: <laughs> Understandable.
0: That is a tentpole line. Oh, yeah. yeah. Full mast. Really ties the whole series together.
2: <laughs> Nadine. R.I.P.
0: <laughs> R.I.P. Nadine. <laughs> R.I.P. Yeah,
2: your day needs a trip. I I can't handle her. She's too much for me. And then when she broke that like workout thing, no, yeah, I don't want to mess with she's you.
0: She's strong. She definitely comes off as a scary, possibly abusive spouse.
2: I bet she took her own eye out. <laughs> like you don't think I'll do it? And then she just like grabs a spoon <laughs> and just like.
1: <laughs> so here's a
2: here's a question for you. Then do you
1: think we'll ever find out how that happened in the iPad?
2: No, she's dead. Unless it's yeah, in her eulogy, out.
1: you can you can still find out. Nobody's going to be talking about that. She
0: doesn't have to be that. dead. She doesn't have to be alive to find out what happened. <laughs> that. Said,
1: nobody's going to talk
0: about that. <laughs> All right. Just Ed, so we don't but, find out what happened in Nadine's eye, it's going to be
2: All a right. mood killer between Ed and Norma when they're about to get hot and heavy, and he starts talking about Nadine's eye. That's, that's how true. we find out. <laughs> <laughs> I love that. I love that theory. <laughs> I'm mean, sure. Talk about the Briggs
1: family. Let's start with uh, Betty Briggs. To get that out of the way. <laughs> okay,
3: hold no on. No comment. Uh, <laughs> Let's talk
1: real quick. Maybe before that, but with with Madeline, is it not weird? Anyone else that her uh, parents didn't come with her?
0: They're nowhere to be found. They're not mentioned. <laughs> yeah, they're just. <laughs> she just, she just shows came on up her own. And starts living with Leland yeah. and Sarah, and it's yeah. just what's going on. <laughs> Yeah. and they seem not okay with it because neither one of them is okay but she just shows up gets to live in their house while she investigates Laura's murder with her friends
1: that might be one of the strangest mysteries of this show is like
3: where sarah's are who knows Maddie's where
0: <laughs> sarah's who knows where leland's just sitting in the dark For five And five out. Matt is out dressing like Laura and helping people break into a psychiatrist's office. And not drinking Cherry Coke. Where are these kids' parents? I don't know. Where are Beth and Garland Briggs while Bobby's putting cocaine in somebody's gas tank? Garland Briggs is doing uh, major
1: Navy things with his free time. He's got a lot of work to do. (laughs) Yes, exactly. (laughs) Major Briggs is doing things. Great. (laughs) Great. He's taking while well, Beth is doing practice. a cross
0: stitch of a sunset that says everything's fine. Nothing about Major Bobby Briggs is awesome. Oh yeah. I guess we could talk about Bobby a little bit. Bobby. Bobby
2: killed somebody. Yeah. I,
0: Bobby's another one of those characters. I I still don't really know what to do with. I don't know. I don't get him.
2: I from immediately uh, hating him at the beginning of the pilot. Yeah. To not loving him when he started him. barking. It love, yeah, a brief, a brief rise there, um, but then to not even caring. I feel like he has nothing to do with anything towards the end. He's the only one that cares about Laura. Um,
3: that's I don't know. Okay, so,
2: strongly.
0: All right. So Bobby is actually a little bit complex because while he was with Laura, yes, he was cheating on her. But we also find out that, and this doesn't excuse any of his behavior, but we find out that through his session with Jacoby, that she was kind of using him to get things that she wanted, Laura was. So maybe Shelly was the only genuine affection he was getting, but he so believed that Laura had some kind of love for him that he didn't know which one to gravitate towards. He's kind of a victim a little bit, too. you know, Getting played, getting used... And he's even being used by Leo. You know, he's his. Yeah. Yeah. His mule. He a he's a is connection. Mule. Yeah. He's a mule. <laughs> what does Leo have on Bobby to make him do this too? Because it's got to be something. It can't be purely for the money. Fear. I feel like.
2: I feel like Bobby may have thought maybe make Leo not suspect him as a possible s- cheating suspect for his wife. If he was that close and involved with Leo, well, that backfired. Yeah. <laughs> but it's also Bobby. So.
0: Right. Yeah. Yeah. His plans didn't always really go exactly yeah. right. Yeah. That, that actually could be a pretty solid point. It's like if, if I work for him and I'm close to the operation, then he'd never suspect that I was uh, stepping out with his old lady, as Leo put it. Yeah.
2: You know what they say keep your friends close.
0: Now, I, yeah. I don't really even get why he's still so mad at James. Like, James didn't do anything to Laura. Yeah. He... Or
1: had suspicions, at least, that maybe they were secretly seeing each other. But maybe not. I know that's not really implied, but...
0: He, he finds out that she was at a picnic with somebody on a hog. Right, right.
3: Yeah, so, which like I think he me. can put... Yeah. I and think the only person with a motorcycle together.
0: in Twin Peaks, than everybody that goes to the roadhouse that has a motorcycle, <laughs> is James. Yeah. And the the scene where he puts the cocaine in the gas tank, I thought it was sugar because that would destroy the engine.
2: But it was in a bag. I, but it's Bobby. But yeah. th- How about Jacoby? Dr.
3: Jacoby.
0: Dr. Jacoby. Loves Hawaii. For a Loved Laura. for a psychiatrist, the guy is pretty unstable.
2: But aren't they all?
0: I don't know what the earplugs were about. <laughs> I don't know why he has 3D glasses, sunglasses every day. Yeah, I don't know where he learned sleight of hand, golf ball magic.
2: So cool. <laughs> I was watching it again, <laughs> and I am so amazed by it.
0: It's extremely good. It is just sleight of hand. I, I think it's why real. He's so one-eyed, one-eyed Jacoby. He has two eyes, though. Going to meet some. And I, I was
2: just meet Jay. Tonight. Putting up another. Doctor Jacoby J. I
0: think she just called him Doc. Yeah. Doc.
2: Doc,
1: but yeah, um, she yeah, just Doc. But he was one of the J's on the list.
0: Yeah. Uh, Jacoby is just I can't tell he's confusing
2: much about him. He's very yeah, confusing. Who's side he's on. I, su- he I was, mean I assume yeah. he's on Lara's side. Which I don't yeah, what know what the hell is he doing just means. What was, was he doing just yeah. standing at her grave in the
1: middle of the night?
0: I guess it's kind of everybody's story. Is Everybody was just drawn to Laura. And she even says herself, like, it's so easy for men to like me. She passively and actively is involved with everyone. And he's just one of the flies in that web.
3: And it, he's obsessive.
1: Let's talk about the one-armed man. Philip
3: Gerrard, a.k.a. <laughs> Mike. Still really just
0: so okay I, I remember vividly the first time I watched this series and I saw the one-armed man for the first time and I immediately thought of the fugitive and thought yeah. that it had to be some kind of call into that but I, I thought other than that the only reason to write a character like that is to really make them stand out and to really matter but he kind of just doesn't in season one you you blink and you miss him in the pilot. He's nothing Shows like up he in seems. A dream. He's crazy in the dream. He's nothing like he seemed in the dream. When they find him at the hotel, legitimately missing an arm, and it's so startling to see. And just I'm I'm just all twisted up about it.
1: So you know about I mean you made the fugitive connection, but you know that that's what they named him after.
0: Did not know that. Is that Tommy Lee Jones's character?
1: Gerard? Uh, Sam Gerard? I believe so. It's been a long time since I've seen the movie. But but yeah, I mean, he was cast as like, they were going to pay homage to the fugitive. I believe that that character is named Philip Gerard, or there's a character in the fugitive named Philip Gerard? Yeah, Lieutenant Philip Gerard in the fugitive. I guess this was in the series? There was a series. Okay. In the 60s. So for the fugitive, yeah, in the 60s, it was Lieutenant Philip Gerard.
0: So, the Fugitive movie was 1993. So, shortly okay, after. So, that right? was after, yeah. So, this was about yeah. the series from the 60s. Yeah, and it's, it's Sam Gerard in the movie.
3: Trivia! Yay! We all I learned did it! Something.
0: We all learned something here today.
1: Tyler, will we see more of Mike slash Philip Gerard in season two?
2: I don't know. I don't under, like, based on, was it Coop, Coop's vision or dream? yeah
3: mm-hmm.
2: like based on that i would say yes but then after meeting meeting him i would say no like he seemed so not involved with anything it's a cold trail it's a cold trail <laughs> yeah so i i'm gonna say okay. maybe the elusive maybe okay. i'll take that as an answer yeah i'll love it. talk about andy
0: oh let's talk about Andy. Let's let's talk. Let's talk about Andy and Lucy.
2: Lucy is pregnant. Yes. With hopefully Andy's baby. She doesn't seem like she'd be. (laughs) Hopefully
0: Andy. She doesn't seem
2: like she'd be stepping out on Andy.
0: Yeah. I don't don't know where she would go to step out. She seems like the type (laughs) to go from work to home.
1: (laughs) She does. Don't go home straight home to watch more Invitation to Love.
0: Andy is definitely the Gomer pile of Twin Peaks for sure. Just like means well, but just isn't completely mentally equipped for the job. True. Like he's, well, he is a good cop. He does his job and he does his best, but he just, he's a little bit bumbling, but he also steps up when it matters.
3: Exactly.
1: He got that final shot. and
0: oh, He got the shot. Somehow got the aim, and he saved the day. Well, it took a lot of practice. Yeah, Lucy is this... I don't, I don't even know what to compare her to, because I've never seen a character like that before in anything. Definitely thinks her way and puts it all out there the way she thinks about it without any, any sort of codex to follow what she's trying to say. She's just definitely in her own world.
1: She's even great in the scene with the Tibet stuff, with the glass throwing.
3: Mm-hmm.
2: I'm gonna cross this off the list because it's the name of a place and not the name of a person.
3: Okay, Lucy. <laughs> okay. <laughs> Thanks. Fresh coffee. coffee. Great receptions. Hawk. Hawk. He's a mystery. I think Hawk is a spiritual racist.
0: guy. I I said in the pilot that. Hawk was easily the most intimidating member of the Twin Peaks police force. But as season one goes on, he just (laughs) seems like more of a aloof teddy bear type.
2: Yeah. Wrote that for my girlfriend.
0: (laughs) (laughs) He's, he's not really any more adept or skilled than anybody else on the force. Does not pursue the one-armed man down the hallway because he only looked to the left and right and didn't see him. He is not all business because when they go to the log lady's cabin, he cuts off somebody who tries to turn down the tea and cookies. It's like, what kind of cookies?
1: I love that. That's great. The though. poem for the girlfriend. And
0: just, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> like he seems like this very important key character with these spiritual connections that will really play into, yeah. you know, Cooper's connection with the town. Yeah. But then there's stuff like the saying just being a poem for his girlfriend and just saying that. I love uh, that though. It. I
1: think that's just, you know, another uh, great little piece of what makes all the characters great. Everybody's kind of got their unique quirks. And I think that's just his um just with Cooper like he'll mean business when he means business but he's also like fascinated with Douglas firs.
3: <laughs> yeah.
1: You know, it's like it's just one, another one of those uh what do you say? Tyler layers?
0: It's another layer. And I I do love it. I I love that that's part of him.
2: Harry S Truman
0: named after the president. Shouldn't be hard to remember these, that. These these naming <laughs> conventions. It's <laughs> like okay, Truman truman to me on at the onset seemed like the most uh capable of the law enforcement in the town yeah. but again as the series rolls on and the more i watch him interact with people and the decisions he makes and his motivations the simpler he seems and not, not i'm not saying that he's stupid i'm saying that he uh, or even that he's unintelligent it's just that he's too he,
2: trusting he, yeah he takes everything at
0: face right. value and just rolls with that
2: the fact that he so it's, does not suspect Josie one bit I guess gullible is the word yeah that, yeah, yeah that's good like he's he's an intelligent well, guy, also I mean you can be blind
1: well you can be blinded by love and not see and love. the light yeah. you know is actually happening
0: I, I like Harry. I think he is genuinely, you know, a, a, an important character for the series just because he kind of drives the investigation as uh, Coop's right hand and he does yeah, I the think townspeople that, and they know him. I think that
1: dynamic with him and Coop is the best, like one of the best pairings. Um, you know, anytime they're on screen together, it's great.
0: He immediately admires Cooper. Yeah. Like yeah. You can just see it in the acting and in the in the dialogue. Like he he looks up to this guy, and it's not what he expected at all, for sure. Well, I mean, so yeah, when they, they had... let him
1: in. They let Coop in the bookhouse boys right away. There was an there was mm-hmm. an
0: immediate trust there. Mm-hmm. So yeah, I think uh, I think Truman's a good guy, and I think he's doing his best. Pete Martell. Let's talk
2: about you got Pete. A couple hours. Yeah, <laughs> yeah I do. <laughs>
0: yeah.
1: I mean, Pete. Could we just do an episode on Pete? <laughs> I think I think especially looking back um, to the pilot, I think it's so great that. Of, you know, with how many characters there are in the show, that Pete is the one that found the body of Laura Palmer. Mm-hmm. Like, of course, it was Pete.
0: Yeah, I think that's going important. fishing.
1: I don't know. I yeah, I, it's very significant, and I just I think it's especially once you realize just how Pete is. It's like obviously that's the last thing you, Pete would want to have happen to him. Right. Uh, well, next to Catherine being in the mill when it's burning, <laughs> but. Yeah, um, yeah, just comes across a very lovable guy. He's got some great lines. Uh, very. Witty. He only has uh, great lines. He really does, and I like it because he's not in. I mean, he's definitely not one of the main characters of the show. So when he is on the screen, he's got my full attention because I just know it's going to be yeah. great. <laughs> it's just like and if- that's again that's what makes those scenes about the mill less or, or more. I should say more interesting to me just because he's there to give me a line to make me laugh about (laughs) everything
0: As like if any ill will befalls pete martell like it's it's one of those things like it, it couldn't have happened to a nicer guy his wife just happens
3: to be horrible to him yes yeah for real
2: and i don't know i don't like her but i think i don't like her less towards the end yeah, I don't yeah. hate her as much. I think that was intentional too. But
0: I, I, I think I genuinely just still hate her because she only, well, she only. We're, we're talking about Catherine Martell. Yes. yes. Like, yeah. She only starts to show any sign of humanity or warmth toward Pete when she's against the ropes, like as a last I, resort. Yeah. That that. If things I think were going her way, fake. she would still be absolutely horrible. Yeah.
3: Yeah. I don't know. No, I, I hate her. I hate her. I guess I hate her. I guess I hate her. I don't know. I don't know.
2: It's hard to say. But that one moment in the mill when Shelley's just hanging there, she's like, "Be quiet. Let me think." Yeah. The place is what on fire. What is there fire. to think about? The structure I think, honestly, has caught fire. It is a goofy. It is a. It is a goofy me. moment. What do you have to Think about.
1: It is a goofy moment, but I think she's trying to process that she's been double crossed and trying to put the pieces together because, uh, I mean, she's pretty smart about it. I think I think that's just what it was happening. It's just genuinely funny because all like the place is literally just starting to. <laughs> yeah, it's like, that's
0: fine, but priorities. <laughs> um,
1: right. Yeah, that's a funny moment.
0: I, I do have to give her credit for the the hands thing during the Leland. Yes. Yeah, the Leland is her best thing. That's pretty good. Uh, I, I do like how many times she slaps Benjamin Horn. Are you? Because you I also have... hate Benjamin Horn.
1: Um, let's talk about uh let's talk about Hank and Norma. And
2: me. I don't have much to say about Hank other than his entire role confuses me. I have <laughs> no idea where his allegiance lies. <laughs> I don't think he knows. He's just trying to mess everything up.
0: He's just sort of the the bad guy in MacGuffin to come in and be the boss, like the guy who is kind of the focal point of all the crime that has led to the murder of Laura Palmer, or is involved with her murder. I know he's it almost makes you wonder though. Like, should we like him? In. He
1: shot. He shot Leo. He's. I don't you think know, that's
0: reason to like him.
1: We don't really like Josie. He's doing this, <laughs> getting into this weird business with Josie.
2: But he's in. So I'm like, what? I don't know, because he. He calls Josie, he calls Catherine, doesn't he call yeah. Benjamin Horn? Does he? Or was he that Catherine? I think so. Who calls at, right when know. the the Icelandic guys sign in the contract? I can't remember. Is Leo. that Leo? Okay.
0: Yeah, he says he's about to go yeah, he's in, burn the mill. He's in, yeah. business,
2: he's in business with right. everybody.
0: But all these yeah, people he's... we
1: don't really like, but maybe that's just because he's working with them. But but the same time, but he's shot Leo. I don't know.
0: Well, he shot uh, Leo when he became a pariah. Right. So, yeah, <clears throat> Hank just shows up to be this figurehead of... the the bad side, so the villains. Like, the people that we right. consider to be, you know, not, not neutral, but, you know, neutral bad or neutral chaotic. Sorry right. to use Dungeons & Dragons terms. That's really stupid. I'll cut that. He's there to kind of be... The guy who shows you the people that you were on the fence about true colors. So Josie's now terrible because she's involved with him.
1: And then Norma, the most like simple character in the show, is just Yeah, she's just living life. Yeah, making pies. She's not doing anything. She's, no, just she's making pies. Running
0: the diner. She is uh,
1: making the town happy with her pies and coffee.
0: They love the pie, they love the coffee. And so her her flaw, if you want to call it that, is that she talks to big ed about leaving this horrible man that she's married to who is a murderer and a drug runner which i don't think that's a flaw
2: no it's a nice quality but
0: yeah that's a good yeah. quality in somebody like yes definitely leave the person who is toxic to your it life shows
2: what dedication self respect yeah. discipline respect for others <laughs> discipline <laughs> i i i
0: i like norma charisma but she doesn't seem like she's out to get anybody, but I don't think she's out to help anybody else either. Like
2: Norma's she's just, scheming. I feel like she always has this look in her eye, like "all right, just you wait." Like she's got something in the yeah. pot. The uh, yeah, coffee, very vegetable. It's <laughs> <That's
3: nice>. cooking. <laughs>
0: yeah, very vegetable. I, just, I just got a fresh hot pot of very vegetable soup today, <laughs> and every day. Did we ever catch any other soups of the day, or is it just the? The one from that episode. I haven't rewatched.
1: I didn't see. I Um, didn't
2: pay attention. Let's talk about the Haywards. Let's take a moment to remember Harriet. Yeah. So Harriet just evaporated. I was never seen her her again.
1: Yeah. And then we've got uh Doc and Eileen. She's
2: probably out looking for her bike.
0: No, they they brought it back. They they went to the roadhouse to pick it up after Doc Hayward came and got Donna and completely dismiss the fact that she snuck out of the house the night after a murder with a curfew in effect.
2: That curfew is such bullshit. Well, I'm sure
0: you had a good reason. Or she's the killer, Doc.
2: <laughs> oh, man. You're bringing
0: like, up a good point.
2: Like is Everybody in this town in needs woods? to stop being
0: so trusting.
1: <laughs> I just want to know if Doc ever figured out how to make that lasagna.
2: No.
3: S.O.S. <laughs> Poor guy. I need help.
1: He's a doctor, not a chef.
3: Oh, yeah. And
1: then you've got Eileen, who might be one of the most useless characters.
0: The Haywards are odd because Donna's not doing anything that matters. Uh, her father gets other people to examine the bodies that are involved in the case, and her mother is benign and benign. just sits at home doing dishes. So. And and her sister just disappeared. So the Haywards, I feel like, don't matter at all. You are correct. All
1: right, all we have left to talk about is the horns.
0: Oh, man. That's not all we have left to talk about,
3: but...
1: No, it's not all.
0: Yeah, the horns. uh, (laughs) Ben and Jerry are the creepiest brothers that exist.
1: (laughs) We've already talked about Audrey, so we can skip her. (laughs) Johnny is included, obviously.
2: Yeah, Johnny kind of saw the face of the earth, too. Yeah. And Mrs. Yeah. Horn. Where's she been? Yeah, gone. Gone. She'd been She's been gone.
0: Nothing. She got on. Sylvia? Yeah. Yeah, she smoke bombed and got out of there. Ooh. She knew better.
3: Yeah, I don't know.
0: She can only eat, eat lamb so many nights. Coming off that one leg. Uh, Jerry loves food. We know that. Jerry loves food. Jerry loves big food and big women. Like HEPA. Like HEPA. He likes his scotch on the rocks, complicated to make, according to him. Mm-hmm. He likes to compete with his brother for what new girl at the local prostrudery <laughs> to bang? Brothel. Is it called a brothel?
2: prostrudery?
0: They are fraternal brothers and Eskimo brothers guaranteed. Oh,
2: through and through. That's the horns. <laughs> yeah. In a nutshell. <laughs> Heidi, uh, holes. Heidi Holes. Holes. Horny hidey horny Holes everywhere. Heidi Holes, Please. Horny
0: Holes. Special Agent Dale Cooper. Dale Cooper, FBI Special
1: Agent. The Cooped Garage. Loves coffee, loves trees, loves clean rooms that are reasonably priced. Loves life. Pie. Loves life.
0: Loves cherry
2: pie. Any pie. I can appreciate the simple it. things. Also kind of a nut job. Nope.
0: Kind of a nut job. And Cooper is hugely important to me for this reason. So... Yep. It's it's just one of those kind of unspoken story elements that Twin Peaks brought Cooper there. I don't right. think that he just happened upon it. I don't think that it's a coincidence that he's there. He is just drawn there. He's following
2: of, a string of murders. Yes, but not not after the first it. episode.
0: <laughs> so he he is brought to Twin Peaks because the FBI
2: I think he is. I just think
1: I think. To just back on that thought, I he is. I just think that they're not needing to be brought up or yet. And it's not like, other than Truman, who might know about the letter under the finger. I don't see him as
0: being like, well, what,
1: what, what about that? What about that? <laughs> but maybe. But no, uh, Truman didn't feel feel
0: know like about the letter under the finger.
2: He was
1: there. Wasn't he? Yeah, he was in it? there.
0: Yeah, well, no, that's what I just. Yeah, said. he didn't know about it before. Yeah, yeah. I just feel like. I what know, are you trying I know, to? know,
1: but I'm just saying. I'm just saying he wouldn't be just bringing it up a bunch. I mean, maybe he would. I mean, I guess they could have had a scene where he's well, like, yeah, Tell me yeah, more about yeah. that. And they could have just had a whole thing about Teresa Banks. But I don't know that there's I don't know that Cooper knows anything more about it other than it's the same thing that happened to Teresa Banks.
0: He doesn't volunteer I, a lot of think, information about the case before. Right. Yeah.
1: And we don't know anything more other than that either, other than, oh, this is just a weird calling card for the killer. And I think it Yo. just needs to be left at that. Is it's just a visual, it's a crazy visual, it's very unsettling to see him pulling a letter out of the fingernail. So yeah, I, think, really I don't know about the physicality. Yeah, I don't know that that needs to be you know much more than what it is and how it's presented in the pilot. I disagree, but
2: let's move on.
0: It could have easily been Albert that was assigned to the case, but it was Coop. So here he is. So I, I think he's so important to the story because he's this eccentric, outside of the box character. Clearly has some juju connection with twin peaks and it's so interesting I'm, I'm just i'm a sucker for this kind of thing like i i loved all of all of the dream sequences and the little nods to ties to the supernatural it's just that's that's just my wheelhouse i love that and the fact that he is the uh, kind of avatar for that part of the story is what makes him my favorite thing
1: yeah and i mean kyle McLaughlin plays the character so well, and I think also having him, having that he previously worked with David Lynch on Blue Velvet and Dune, um, so already having that great working relationship, I think it was just magic from
0: the beginning. Ty Ty, that's a thing now. I hate it. It's You're been tie-tai. a thing before. It's Come been on, a tie-fighter. thing before.
2: <laughs> <laughs> um, Thailand. Heard that in a long time. <laughs> I don't. <Neck-tai>. What? <laughs> Coops dead. <laughs>
1: Correct. You couldn't have said said it better. He got Correct. shot three times.
2: No way he's coming back nope. from that. That is it. Um nope. Did you have anything else to add to that, Tyler? Um I feel like I just need to learn so much more about that character. I feel like he had a messed up childhood. Well, I have the autobiography of Dale Cooper if you'd like to. Yes. Read please it. It goes back Facts to the over to me. <laughs> I will. Um but I like him. He's a he's a strong character. Well, well played by Kyle MacLachlan. Um, but I, I, I don't know. I feel like his whole being brought supernaturally to Twin Peaks is weird. Can you see it? I see it twice. <laughs> <laughs> Everybody can have no, different theories, but I, I just I, mean, I don't I mean. know. And it's it was my biggest question for this whole recap of everything that happened in the pilot. And I understand that it may not have gotten picked up and that once it did, they went in different directions with stuff, but I feel like they needed to answer stuff. Just if they weren't going to address it, just give it a quick one-off answer and then move on.
3: Mm-hmm.
2: And I know this has nothing to do with Coop. Yeah.
1: There'll be a lot of things that are just, you know, you to your interpretation,
2: which again is what I've
1: said is just, it's always fun to go read any theories um, because a lot of them are actually really good, and a lot of them I'll sit and ponder about and be like, "Oh, you know what? Maybe that's what they meant." <laughs> yeah. You know, or you know, i could like, really like, like, that. I like that theory. I'm gonna go with it. <laughs> I think that's the theory I'm gonna stick with." And this comes up all the time, especially following like the Twin Peaks subreddit. I'm just like, "Oh my god! Like this person's theory is nuts, but they're 100 percent correct, <laughs> or they seem like they're correct." Like, um, this is crazy. I about mean, to this say, also there's not a, a few that I'm like. I mean, there's a few that we'll get to talk about as it goes on where I'm just like, I, I, that I'll disagree with completely, like, take to my grave. I'm like, I don't think that's what any of it means that mm-hmm. I hate. Um, and that's kind of the fun and, and the magic of this show being the way that it is.
0: Yeah, it does kind of leave things up to interpretation it here and there. bugs me. Yeah, it, it it kind of bugs me, too. Like, there there are times it's like, I like the opportunity to come up with some theories and... Try to piece things together myself, but when that happens, I need to be shown the big picture at some point right. to see how right or wrong yeah. it was.
2: Frustrating. It's a
3: little frustrating. I ain't telling yeah.
1: you nothing. I want to transition now and talk about uh, our favorite episodes of this season. Um, starting with Dave, uh,
0: what was your favorite episode from season one of Twin Peaks? It's our, our first visit to the Red Room. So yeah, that's a Zen or the Skills to Catch a Killer. That's the... technically episode two but it's the third episode
2: (laughs) that's another thing i feel like that was all abandoned like i know i know that it's not but it just right like that something like that is too bizarre not to bring back like in the finale or at least one other time in the season
0: yeah it's a it's so out of place in season one for
2: me too also
1: without without saying too much i feel like it kind of that better not seeing a ton of it Mm -hmm. once you finally have seen it all and you again without spoiling anything for me I feel like that at least this go around is a it's a it's a it's a very much less is more kind of thing.
0: Mm -hmm. It's it's just so out there enough that like so this was for me on my first watch through all those years ago was the episode that was like I've gotta know what's going on. Like this can't be out of nowhere and for no reason. And it was just so jarring and intriguing that I needed to know more about this world here. Like, show me more of why this matters. Uh, it's also the it's the same episode where uh, Leo needs a new pair of shoes. <laughs> Great line. This is the same episode with uh, the, the glass bottle experiment. Watching everybody get so interested in what Coop has to say about Tibet and his experiment. Just, I don't know, it's just, it's the most fun and... Gripping episode for me
3: uh,
1: i don't i'll just say quick too, and i don't have too much else to add on that other than I'm being a sheep, but that's my favorite episode too so i don't want to i don't want to spend another i don't want to jump to Tyler and spend another <laughs> you know ten minutes ranting about it but if I needed to pick a number two to just mention real quick it, it's got to be the pilot just because I love how it sets up the world cup of coffee uh, of this show Can't do it. and the way you get introduced. <laughs> <laughs> Mainly that line, <laughs> especially. Uh, but Dave, I, I truly think you said it back best when we were texting. And I don't know if you mentioned it when we were talking about it. And maybe I already said this, but I'm going to say it again just because I love it. Uh, you texted me and you said, The pilot is straight up two hours of uncomfortable grief. <laughs> 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 and it's true. Um, but I just think it's so well done. There's things I love about it. Um, you know, especially the way it makes it, it takes you into that world and makes you feel like you're there, especially with those, just the long shots of, uh, people's reactions or things going on. I always go back to the one of Sarah Palmer just crying in the kitchen, you know, mm-hmm. and just lingers on it for so long. It's just like, oh my God, I am for the perfect so amount uncomfortable of time. with yeah. you. The the pilot is, it, it's gotta be up there with one of the best pilots ever, in my opinion. Um, I also I, I I like it less I think now that we've discovered a lot of plot holes in it, but but I really do love the episode with Fred, uh, the prince. Um, <laughs> I just think he's great. Just want to throw a quick shout out to that. That might be my big Fred. Th- so Tyler, your favorite episode of season one? I think I know what it is
2: because you spoke so highly of it. I'm gonna have to say it was the last evening. Oh yeah. I know okay. wow. what was it? Episode seven or.
1: I th- seven is technically the last evening but five I think was the wa- Cooper's dreams four or five was yeah. the one that you were like really yeah. into. I think it was Cooper's dreams I think you're right but because um, that was the one right before any of the stuff happened at uh with Waldo and
2: yeah um, one-eyed jacks yeah that was um, the one with the log five is the, and the, right five is uh, the one where Audrey like he, he finds Audrey in his bed at the yeah. end and and yeah, the log lady stuff. James says, she's out there wandering like a restless spirit. Yeah. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. that's, the, <laughs> that's one. the one. That's the one you yeah. loved that you praised very much at the end. And that is a good one. There's a lot of crazy stuff that happens in that. It is. But it that really finale, is. for me, it was yeah. so so much more jam-packed of stuff, even though it, oh, was, it was mostly questions. It's actually...
1: It, well, yeah. Well, I mean, when you really think about it, because I think you asked me this earlier. You said was the finale in yeah. an hour and a half, and I'm like, no, it just felt like it because there was so much stuff that yeah. happened. I mean, we have we had to even split our episodes into two because <laughs> there was so much right. to talk about. Anything that I do remember, we critiqued it a good a good amount. Yeah, Um but it's still a great episode. I think. Yeah,
2: a lot happens. Some of the best one liners. The this is, you have any on? Yeah, you? Uh, this is where James says, "Maybe this is something." <laughs> Um, yeah. No this is where Andy change. says it's a cold trail. Mm-hmm. <laughs> this yep. is where Quasimodo says, "Good luck, honey." <laughs> yep. It's mm-hmm. there's so much stuff, and you find out very little about anybody. Um, but it's just it's constantly moving, and it moves so fast. Yeah. Um, and it's it definitely solidified my return to next season. It had the return of. The derogatory term hump. I mean, it was a stacked episode. I'd like to talk about our
1: favorite quotes from Special Agent Dale Cooper, starting with Tyler. I've got one that I love in the finale. Oh, it wasn't the one about
2: him having to urinate? No. (laughs) (laughs) It is a few hours of quality sack time. (laughs) 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 yeah that's just good writing
1: Dave what's your favorite special agent Dale Cooper quote
0: my favorite special agent Dale Cooper quote is one that I apply to my life every single day
1: you mother
0: (laughs) (laughs) no go ahead so my favorite quote from special agent Dale Cooper is when he and Harry go into the double R diner to flex on Hank about his parole and then Truman tries to leave when they're offered coffee. So Cooper stops him and says, Harry, I'm going to give you some advice. Every day, once a day, give yourself a present. Don't plan on it. Don't wait for it. Just let it happen. And that's important. Like Life, life is short, and the days get stressful, and this is a mentality that
2: is just perfect for everyday life. I quote doesn't even have the word sack in it. How can that be your favorite one? Patrick? There's so
1: many good ones. I feel like I'll tell you my favorite, but I need to also tell you a couple of runner-ups because there are some good Here's a couple honorable mentions before I say my favorite. From the pilot, that's what you do in a town where a yellow yellow light still means slow down, not go faster. Mm -hmm. Yeah, speaking about his new whittling hobby. Mm -hmm. I
0: like when he says, this must be pies go when they die oh that was gonna be an honorable mention it's so good <laughs> <laughs> it's it's a weird line right like it is it's a weird line like it's just kind of awkward but it's it's really really good uh nothing really
1: beats from the i believe it's the first scene of the second episode when he says you know this is excuse me a damn fine cup of coffee <laughs> and the way he says it it's just absolutely perfect
3: mm-hmm.
1: audrey shows up in his bed um he says what i want and what i need are two different things." <laughs> Yes. I don't know. I like that quote. Uh, but my favorite quote is none other than when they are at uh, Eaton Catherine's uh, getting some coffee, um, and they ask how he likes his coffee. He says, black as midnight on a moonless night. <laughs> you,
0: and you got to stop, because you're taking all the quotes.
1: <laughs> <laughs> Sorry.
0: I really like his honorable mention uh, when he's sitting down to breakfast right after he's had the dream. Yeah. When Harry and Lucy come and join him, he says, he just orders breakfast super fast. He's like, I want uh, I want griddle cakes with butter, warm maple syrup, and a slice of ham. Nothing beats the same sensation of when maple syrup
2: collides with ham. <laughs>
1: Diane, I'm holding in my hand a small box of chocolate bunnies.
2: <laughs> Thunder rumbles. <laughs> That's the next caption. <laughs>
0: Tyler, real quick, yeah. you want to give your uh, fast and loose rundown of your general thoughts about the season? Damn good season. Patrick, you want to give a fast and loose rundown about your thoughts about the season? Great season. Can't wait for more. Dave, you want to give a fast and loose rundown about your thoughts about the season? Uh, great, fun show. Big time. Loving the rewatch. Uh, love doing it with my friends. Love this podcast and can't wait for more. Yeah, poor
1: Tyler being a first-time watcher <laughs> who usually binges things.
0: This is been so rough
1: yeah it has been
2: (laughs) i feel like i'm living in the 90s
0: (laughs) yeah we're not in an age anymore where we have to wait for television to air every week it just i think you need
1: especially the more it goes on i think you need that time in between to process maybe go back and rewatch a little bit and try to piece everything together and understand it a little more i don't know i think this is the perfect show for this type of viewing but that's just no
2: i i agree I would miss so much if I just blasted through it. Yeah, and I mean, I've even caught, I mean,
1: just doing this podcast with you guys, I've caught so much stuff that i missed. Yes.
0: Yeah, exact same. Yeah, I, even having seen it before, it's a lot to process. So the only way to really catch everything and to, to get everything that you need to get out of an episode, you have to watch it two, three times because you will get distracted by something on screen and just completely miss, for example, the dancing guy in the background of, the pilot dunk jangle dunk jangle who i just completely missed
2: i don't know how that's the only thing on i saw in
0: that scene and there's little things like that throughout this series just like bob in the mirror in that one episode patrick oh yeah blew my mind that was crazy for me that was a great
1: just, that's probably one of the, my favorite moments from us doing this podcast was your genuine reaction to seeing that that was
0: <laughs> classic yeah that was that was really wild
2: I'm, I'm looking forward to the next season, though it is much longer. It is a much longer second season. It's almost
0: three times as long as season one. <laughs> That's nuts. It's crazy. So there's plenty of Twin Peaks to come. Yeah. And um, this, this ride's only going to get weirder, buddy. <laughs> this has been our recap of season one of Twin Peaks here on Talking Backwards. If you would like to reach out to us, get to know us, take a look at us, you can find us on Instagram with the handle at talking backwards pod. Send us an email at talkingbackwardspod at gmail.com or leave us a voicemail on anchor.fm slash talking backwards Patrick. You can find us on Twitter at twitter.com slash talking backward
1: Tyler. No. <laughs> Harriet, you're saying? Harry, Harry and Harry and Harriet? Harry, I'm gonna give it to you straight.
3: no don't
1: do that to me
0: (laughs) don't do that to me
3: (laughs) I can't unhear that Harry and Harriet no